Hey, welcome to the Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, I'm on the struggle bus today. I think this cold front coming in has got my internet on uh, Arkansas speed or something. I was yeah, I was bitching, I so I had to switch over to the old cell phone service. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm coming to you live from the frozen tundra that is Arkansas. The uh, Facebook photos flew around. Everybody from Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma. We act like we're in uh, Alaska all of a sudden. But uh, we're doing okay. We're hanging in. They're there. trying to freeze Texas to death, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I heard there was snow on the beach down in Galveston. I don't know if those reports are true or not, but bless their hearts. And they're cycling. Anyone confirm that? Any Texas guys? Can you please yeah. confirm? They're cycling power. They're doing all kinds of stuff down there. I don't know. Crazy times. Crazy times. We got Brian. Brian. Was it you uh, that posted that meme today about them cutting open cows to stay warm? Yeah, with lightsabers yeah, yeah. to stay it's warm. It. It's like the old Tauntauns for the Star Wars people from back in the day. Uh, wasn't much happening this weekend, man. I mean, uh, I think there was a Queen City event. Pretty big turnout for them. Uh, I think they had 108 at their first event. And when I first looked at it, I thought, man, what a horrible day of fishing. There was like 70-something inch limits. Then I realized they do four fish. So yeah. shout out to uh, Chris Godwin, or Goodwin, for winning that one, 74 and a half inches on four fish, which is pretty good. Yeah. And Joey Randall, Joey Randall, they said this is like his millionth second place. Apparently, Joey, Joey just can't put it together <laughs> in the Queen City, uh, Queen City deal. But I mean, if you take a season full of second place finishes, that's that's pretty solid for anybody. So, yeah, yeah I'll take job. it anytime. I take that anytime. Uh, I always like to sprinkle a win or two in, but second place is all right. And Joey, I know he just came off a heartbreaker down there at Seminole. He struggled a little bit, so it was probably good to go go home and catch a little bit, catch a few fish. Yeah. I think a lot of us had a heartbreaker on Seminole, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. So this weekend, uh, BOS round two is coming up, right? Or is it the next? So this weekend? Speaking of heartbreakers, speaking of heartbreakers, this weekend we have yeah. the BOS on Watts Bar. Uh, luckily, I just heard uh, on the live stream with uh, Jordan Marshall, AJ announced that they're actually moving the, the launch time back two hours. So it's actually supposed to be sunny and get – you know, mid forties to close to 50 on Saturday. And then Sunday, I think it's going to get up into the mid to upper fifties. So I'm hoping that that makes things a lot more bearable for everybody fishing the tournament. So thank you, Hobie, for <laughs> thinking about us freezing today. Yeah. And when, I think their deadline is midweek, Wednesday, Just sign up. Is that right? Wednesday. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Yeah. So they're sitting around 60. I bet they, what do you think they'll get to? You think they'll get to 80, hundred? What do you think? I think you'll see 80. Yeah. Yep. Hundred, hundreds, uh, uh, optimistic Ryan would say a hundred, but I think you're probably looking at 80, 85. Okay. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one to try to get a spot It'd be less, uh, competition maybe showing up. And then I think the next week KBF's catching Lake Murray for two or three events that weekend, two events, two events that weekend. And hopefully their weather's better. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And usually that's a pretty good turnout for that lake. So that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was so, going to say like Murray's supposed to be a pretty good fishery from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, a lot of hype around that. So we'll see how many people show up after they kicked off their season a few weeks ago. And then it's full blast, man. I mean, there's a lot of BOS events coming through March and April and then everybody's local tournaments will be fired up. We'll be fishing. 
Yeah, what is it? Broken Bow, and then the week after is BASS on Fork. Is that right? Yeah, Broken Bow, Fork, uh, pretty close together there. Then you turn right back around in April, and you got Dardanelle. Uh, I know you're excited about Wait. that one. Yeah, <laughs> over here in Arkansas. But yeah, they're, they're, our local club starts in March, so everybody will be fired up come March, and we'll all be, you know, taking those uh, the, the selfies and posting the recaps of what should have happened or could have happened if I'd have landed that giant. Oh, all right. Nah, yeah, you know what I mean. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Now, nah, hopefully it's a good year. Everybody's going to have fun. It's been a wild 2020. 2021 has been wild as well, but back to normalcy, fishing tournaments and, and having a good time, hopefully. Uh, we got some. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, pretty good guest tonight. We wanted to. We've kind of given the West Coast guys a little hell, the anglers themselves. So we wanted to have a little West Coast flavor tonight with the show and bring on a West Coast angler that won the the championship out there for the Wild West Bass Trail. And then we had Jeremy uh, on. I guess it's been about a year ago before the Wild West Bass Trail started their kayak series. We had him on and talked about it. We're real impressed with him. So he's back on too to to talk about that. So we say we get those fellas on here. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. KBN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka. Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They are independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right, what's up, fellas? Griffin, how we Gary? doing? Yeah, thanks for taking the time to join us, man. I know you guys are out there on a different time zone. May have had to hustle to get here, but we appreciate you guys. Oh, no problem thanks at all. Thank us. you for having us. Yes, sir. So uh, it's been a little bit. There's been a lot of stuff happened since we had you on, huh, Jeremy? Oh, I will say that uh, it's been a bumpy road, but a successful one. And uh, gentleman here is one of those success stories, so that's a good thing. Yeah, Ryan, if you remember, we had him on before. I guess that was pre-COVID, talking about the plans for the 2020 season. Yeah. And then all that went down, and they wrote it out just like the rest of us and, and made it happen. So, um, Jeremy, give us a little recap of how, how that went. How go out there? What were some of the growing pains? <clears throat> well, I, I, we were off to a great start. Um, we had committed 112 um, anglers to compete for for the, uh, the season, and then uh, – COVID hit just like everywhere, and it uh, it required us to make a lot of changes. In California, with the permit process, um, it's kind of a ripple effect because now everybody has to change um, to obtain new permits and, and locations and such. So um, that was interesting. We had to maneuver around that. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a successful season. We had a lot of loyal uh, West Coast anglers, a lot of uh, kayak anglers across the board. Uh, we averaged 72 per, per event, which we thought was pretty strong given the circumstances. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Initially, did you have a little, you had a little more of, of a sign up push when you had, you had a cap in place and you guys had a lot yes. of folks sign up, but COVID obviously derailed that a little bit, right? Yeah, that, uh, that took it. Well, life happens. I mean, uh, yeah. people ended up sick, jobs, lost their jobs. Um, relocated, you know, a lot of different things took place there and, you know, being sympathetic to the circumstances at hand, it was, it was one of those things we had to work around and we still are working around it in some fashion, even though it's getting slightly better. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, Griffith, are there as an any angler, changes like big changes that you guys are going to make? Uh, well, we had to we had to really. Sorry, Jeff, I've got. A I mean, this is kind of bringing in. <laughs> no, you're good. This man. kind of bringing in some some big boat stuff, but I'll, I'll just it, it's good information across the board. We had to adapt and and develop protocols that would be acceptable to not only um, fish and game, but then also um, counties and cities and and forest service and and whatnot. So that was kind of uh, a significant growing pain to find out what would work and how we operate. Um, so across the board, we had to change it per location. Each location, different county, um, had different rules and regulations and California's a little tricky. So we were able to overcome that. Arizona was, was, uh, the same way, but, um, it did change significant amount of stuff across the Northwest. So, um, up in Washington as well. So it, it was, it was a learning experience. Um, some of the things to be honest with you, probably we were able to adapt and we'll keep those because they are beneficial and it helped us uh, become better. Um, you know, you can't, you, you've got to learn and adapt and, and implement right away given the circumstances. So I think that uh, all in all is pretty successful and we, you know, it's a bad deal, but it was, it was good for, for uh, a business side of things to learn, learn how to navigate through those things to provide the best for our customers and, and our, our anglers, you know, they adapted too, because a lot of new protocol, a lot of new rules, a lot of regulations that came in and, and our guys just wanted to go out and fish. And so that was helpful too. It's like, Hey, at the end of the day, whatever helps to maneuver through this process, we're, we're here for you. And that we, we applaud them and thank them for that. So uh, Griffith as a, as a, as an angler, that, you know, has a lot of options out there on the West coast, you know, your first impressions of fishing series, obviously you, you know, won their championships. So you finished it on a bang, but what, what, what did you think of the series as a whole from an English perspective? Yeah, of course. Uh, they, and you know, just to start wild West, it's a great name. You know, you, you know, it as an angler here in California. So I was initially really excited to find out that they were moving into the kayak game. So, uh, that was of course just, you know, had to sign up for that, get on the wait list, and uh, was a little worried about uh, the 100 angler cap initially. Uh, I figured that there'd be, you know, so much interest in people signing up. But, uh, you know, once I got signed up, the communication was great from the tournament directors there. So just even though there's so many moving pieces with COVID and, you know, locations changing, things like that, communication was top notch uh, from everyone. Uh, the this the support from the directors was really great and you know that you're fishing against some of the the best guys uh, from a kayak in California so really awesome opportunity yeah Ryan I don't know if you did you look at any of their leaderboards to see some of the the, the names it's kind of the familiar names that that we know of yeah. that sometimes travel out here you had you know Greg Blanchard and and Abel and, and David Bur however you pronounce his last name a lot of a lot of those guys that make the trip out east <laughs> Baropa uh, New Dave yeah we call him New yeah. Dave yeah, New Dave. A lot of those same guys were on that list, so it was it was a stout field for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. certainly. And who who was the AOY out there? Uh, Damien Powell. Who's yeah, a hammer well, punch anywhere he goes. Yeah, he made some waves at the. Did he come to the Natty and do pretty good this year? I thought I saw his name up the list for a little bit there as well. So nationally recognized I name for so. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Ryan, we have, you know when we talk on here and then on our group page, there's a lot of 
chatter about why the BOS and BASS can't make it out to California. So it's really great that the Wild West Bass Trail has kind of filled that void, you know, to have an elite type series out that way because mm. it's just tough geographically for the the other series to make it out there all the time. Yeah, I I understand the uh, the distance and such. Uh, Steve Steve Melander, the tournament director, and and Moo they. They do a great job. Um, you know, Dwayne Wally with Tourney X has been very instrumental in, in providing a platform that helps us be successful. Um, I will say that with the the anglers in the West Coast, um, and it goes uh, along the big boat side as well, We there's a lot of, um, and I say this because we're going to be bringing in a lot of media this year. That's one of our, our changes. We hope to have had that last year, but given all the regulations we had to uh, scale it back for proximity and social distancing and all that jazz. So, uh, but in saying that when we have a show that's filmed for um, pursuit channel or for an outdoor action TV or Fox sports um, majority of our viewership, probably 60 to 70% come directly from the Midwest and the South. And uh, it's very interesting. And, and they, will attest to the fact that they they actually learn from our anglers um, quite a few different things. And and a lot of guys and a lot of our, our pros on the big boat side, you know, you've got one Skeet Reese who just won um, yesterday for the uh, MLF. And then you've got John Murray, you've got uh, Jerry Littner, you've got a lot of the, the big time names, Greg uh, Gutierrez on those side, on the big boat side. So they've learned and adapted all their fishing techniques. And I know a lot of our kayak guys and I'm getting to know them more. Um, they know how to fish. It's really uh, encouraging to see. And, and uh, the gentleman we're speaking with here, he evidently knew how to make it happen. So that's a good thing too. So we're, we're proud to have them and they do a great job to help support the wild west. Yeah. Ryan, I'm not sure if you've caught any of the shows on, uh, on, Roku or wherever you might stream your stuff. But like he said, on the pursuit channel, I went through and watched some of the, the, uh, WWBT shows and you guys put on quite a production. So do, talk a little bit about that. And is there plans to bring that to the kayak side? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be bringing, um, you know, we'll have some, some boats going out there to chase the, the kayak anglers around. Uh, there'll be a few different changes to ease the, uh, opportunities for the kayak anglers this year. Um, we'll have a designated open launch, um, for them as well. So that'll help us to, um, you know, be able to track and get them on the water. But our, our television series, um, it's, it's something we try to bring in with sponsor, uh, benefit and as well as be educational. Um, and then we, we oftentimes just like we had the show, and I don't know if you guys seen it or not, put it up on on a few different locations just to test it out, but it was like 16 minutes from our past uh, Clear Lake championship. Um, and it was just hammer on that. So you had John Pearl, um, won the big bass cat over $65,000 boat. Um, and it was all the guys you'd expect to be there in the top 10 is quite a show. So, um, and, and filming those for the kayak series, I think we'll be able to, uh, really promote the angler and their sponsors, give them that platform that they haven't had out West. So um, that's our goal. We want to be there for them. And I know in return, we'll, we'll make sure that uh, sponsor our obligations are met and uh, really bring, bring some value to what they do out here. Yeah. 
You're talking the uh, the language that the, some of the serious kayak anglers want to hear for sure. Mm -hmm. So, as an angler, what was your favorite part? You know, fishing this series. What really stood out to you, uh, different from from the other trails that you had fished? Yeah, great question. So. I think, of course, the big name of uh, Wild West being able to, to fish in that series. Uh, also, the variety of venues, of course, Clear Lake, but you had the, the Delta, Don Pedro, and uh, Lake McClure. Uh, so just a, a variety. And as an angler, uh, you really need to prove that you can fish well at all those places here. And for me personally, I didn't have much experience on those other bodies of water. So getting out of my comfort zone on uh, going up against some of the best uh that, that was awesome and i probably wouldn't have gone and fished those lakes if it weren't for uh wwbt where do you fish primarily what's your home lake well recently clear lake um <laughs> uh, now that i've had some success up there it's about two and a half hours out of oakland so uh head up there i love going to lake berryessa uh, fish the Delta sometimes, but uh, this upcoming season uh, for Wild West is looking uh, more favorable for at least some of the places that I've had some more experience on. Nice. Yeah. One of the cool things about you guys branching off into the media coverage for the kayak side is, like I said, some of the trails like Hobie or BASS, <laughs> they can't necessarily bring a lot of events out that way, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of anglers from the Midwest and Southeast just like there's a lot of West Coast anglers probably that would love to travel and see those areas and fish them. And you guys mm -hmm. are giving those people, you know, a look, a look at those bodies of water and seeing kayak anglers fish them, uh, you know, maybe a little, little carrot for them to try to make it out there sometime or at least get their eyes on what, you know, what's available out on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do have a question. Um, and given the circumstances from an angler's perspective, when you fish, those uh those bodies of water that we're going to um do you feel do you feel that the the practice is a benefit or do you feel like the um just the way we have it where it's off limits and such uh benefits you and makes it more um able for everybody i guess would be the word yeah i think that that practice is a benefit for the anglers, especially, uh, you know, kayak guys. Uh, some of us, you know, might've not been, uh, might've not been to that lake before. So being able to actually go practice, uh, instead of just, you know, the day before being able mm -hmm. to practice the, the week before, I, I think that only benefits the anglers. And one thing about the kayaks too, I think, you know, we're a little bit more stealthy, so I don't really worry about having 50 kayakers out there pre-fishing and, you know, blowing out a lot of these spots, I think, uh, you know, leave it open to, to pre-fish before the tournament. Explain your practice rules, Jeremy. They're What's a little bit different. set up on the pre-fishing? So we've always had um, where we provide a week off limits and then uh, for the kayak, it's, it's one day of practice. So um, that's that, uh, on the big boat side of things, our teams um, are one day, or I'm sorry, no practice for california northern california southern california and arizona it has one day um currently that may may change a little bit later but um circumstances are um a lot of our guys are working folk and it gives them an opportunity when they go out and they may travel three four five hours to those lakes uh, evens the playing field 
Um, with our Pro-Am series, we always allow two days prior to the event. Um, so yeah, that's just the mindset behind it. It just, it just gives everybody an opportunity if they're traveling from Southern California up to Northern California, and that's where our events are, that uh, they can leave work, drive up there and make it for that morning if that's what they choose to do or take the day off and it you know allows them to get back and, and uh, compete at that level. So um, that's, that's been the, the process behind it. But uh, yeah, I always like to hear different things. We always throw out questionnaires every year too and, and uh, help to identify with our anglers and see what their f thoughts and feelings are in regards to the things that we do. So Ryan, I'd, we, I'd say that. I'd say that'd be a hot topic. That's been a hot topic nationally. Mm. You oh, guys you encountered know, that, that back that there? That was a hot topic. Well, they put up a poll, Hobie specifically. AJ is really good about getting feedback from, from everybody, you know, after the season, what, what rules need to be changed and whatnot. Um, and that was one of the things that, I, I mean, there was a ton of, you know, feedback toward was an official practice period but you got a lot of pushback from people that you know may not have you know jobs that restrict their travel so they're like why are you punishing me because because i can travel and and i i don't know personally i like the idea of having an official practice period i like you know two or three days before uh, before the event, you know, make it off limits before that a couple weeks. That way, like you said, it does kind of even the playing field. And these people that, you know, can camp out on a lake for two weeks, they they are, you know, kind of kept in check a little bit more. Uh, but that didn't happen, uh, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I like that you guys are doing that. I really do. I, I don't know, you know, one day, two days, I can see that, you know, given kind of giving the working man a chance to be able to compete in these, in these larger events. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that, Jeremy. Uh, something I've pushed for with my little opinion on multiple occasions. Uh, so, somebody in the comments said, is this the KBN monotone edition? I think they're talking about the pauses. <laughs> Ryan is struggling with a uh, slight internet delay. So we're trying to pause and let yeah. him catch up to uh, what's going on there. He's got some audio delay. So, Bear with us, folks. I don't know what's still going rolling. on. My bad, guys. Oh, no. We're fine. We're fine. It's uh, We'll blame it on the snow and the blizzard in the Midwest. It's slowing everything down. Hey, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Government regulations, COVID, snow, everything. everything Messing this up. So but we're good. We, we press on. We press forward. Um, but, yeah, I love that rule, man. Official practice period. I think that's something that everybody ought to take a hard look at. And sound like uh, Griffith did the anglers out there, except you know, they – you like it. Is it, is it pretty well widely accepted with most of the field out there? Yeah. The practice period, I think yeah. it's key to at least have one day before, right? Uh, I'm okay with the off limits usually, uh, but to have at least one day of practice, that, that definitely benefits the angler, especially if you can go the day before the tournament. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, 2020, you guys made it happen in spite of all the challenges you faced, I wanted to get into a little bit of some of the, the COVID hoops you had to jump through, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the multiple States out there on the West coast. Can you touch on some of that, uh, Jeremy? Oh uh, yeah. I'll probably jump back and forth just because it's big boat and kayak. That is very similar just because we're dealing with government regulations, lake reg regulations, County regulations, and you name it, there's a regulation for it. So, um, when we went through that process, um, a lot of our lakes were basically completely shut down. Clear Lake, um, and Griffith, you probably know how many 
how many months it was just completely shut down. I mean, no travel into Clear Lake County. Um, very, very interesting. And so um, with the schedule that we currently had in place at that time, it was a lot of maneuvering around. And with, with um, the draw process in California to obtain dates, um, it makes it very unique and challenging when you have to make a change. Once you get through the process in California, it's like, okay, we've got our dates, we're good to go. But anything changes, it changes at that magnitude. We have probably 30 to 40 organizations, whether it be a club, an annual permit, a large scale uh, tournament series, whatever the case may be, that then all follow suit with change. Because our certain time frames. Um, when our fishing uh, permits are available for like a Clear Lake or, or uh, the Delta, Berryessa and all that, plus the fire that we had at Berryessa shut everything down there, burnt Markley Cove down. So that whole marina was off and Pleasure Cove was the only thing open, but it was burnt all the way, the cabins, the whole works around that um, lake. And uh, so it was just, we had to change a lot of different things. And at that point in time, when you start, Doing that, you start to get politics involved, unfortunately. Um, a lot of common sense probably gets thrown out the window, but we have to adapt and develop in order to keep uh, business rolling. So we had to create protocols that were put in place that would be acceptable to the county, the Board of Health, the um, the lake locations themselves. The Game and Fish Department Department never shut down our permits, but the board or the, the uh, Department of Health could shut down anything at any given time. So circumstances being with with um, Board of Health or an Army Corps of Engineer or those lake locations, when you have to think about where we're going to go and, okay, is the county now in a lockdown? And, and the Delta had many different locations that were in a lockdown. Um, it's like you're just waiting and everybody's just kind of on pins and needles waiting for that. Maybe it's a week advance notice. Maybe it's 30 days. Maybe it's, it's a few days. And uh, we've even had experienced some of that this year. So it's, it's not in the clear 100% yet, but at least we are able to have events. We just have to be creative and uh, make sure we follow all the guidelines and they are very strict, but it, it helped us to adapt um, maybe more efficiently. Um, as I said, so, um, you know, without getting into too much detail about the politics side of things, it's like, we just know that we have to work, work through it. And, um, if we follow all the rules and the guidelines that they have there and get the right people to back us, that, uh, things can happen and we can continue. So Griffith, strange, you know, would you win this big event? Um, how soon before you leave California to come fish with the rest of us? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, I've wanted to. <laughs> no, I've wanted to make a trip out there. You know, you know, some of the guys in Texas or just in Florida are catching giant fish. Um, so eventually, I'll make the trek. But yeah, I'm. I work a nine to five job, and uh, the, the, with Wild West and a couple of the other tournament series we have, it, it's tough to make the trip out there and get time off of work. But uh, if things keep going well; it's going to make it easier and easier to, to make it the trip out. I mean, literally, just move out of the state and and come <laughs> pitch a tent down here on the Tennessee River. <laughs> I don't know about that yet. 
We don't California have all those rules and regulations. Legs, right? Like, we can we can fish anywhere. It's awesome. Yeah, we don't have that <laughs> permit to go fishing. It's crazy. We just I'm go. still getting used to some of the different things. Like we've got still, you know, we talk about these tournaments people go to. We got people out of Canada that can't cross the border because they can't go home if they do. Uh, same thing up yeah. in New York, and I know out there on the West Coast, it's similar with the, uh, we'll call it the bureaucracy. That'd be a good description yeah, of it. That, that's safe. Yeah, safe. Something like this. Right. You, you guys don't have to pay $15 for a zebra muscle inspection, I'm guessing. Oh. No, man. No. Ryan, Ryan no. pays $15 for some inspections. <laughs> yeah, it's not zebra muscle. That's, <laughs> that's not what that is. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. Some of the fights you oh, guys have yeah. to go through. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, oh, you got me. Well, it's you not all that bad. It's when when that big when that big uh, thirty pound bag from Clear Lake comes on your line. That kind of erases all that. That's right. Uh, that's right. Fifteen dollar fee. <laughs> uh, that's right. I, and you know, I, uh, I've always I've always wanted to come out west to fish. It's just like I said, geography, time, and you know, taking the time off to get out there and, and do it. So one of these days, mm -hmm. I don't know. One of these mm -hmm. days. We got Chickamauga yeah. turning out those 30 pound bags. We don't have to worry about yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it, California or I shouldn't say California, the West coast. It's, it's obviously a huge market. It's got its own legendary bodies of water. Uh, it's just separated by a wasteland of bass fishing in between, you know, thousand mm -hmm. miles of wasteland. So it's hard, 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 not that those places aren't nice to visit, but as far as bass fishing, there's nothing in between. Basically, what uh, Nebraska all the way to uh, out to to California, almost. You got you know all the West Coast. I know Utah. States. They're they're hyped up. Utah's hyped up on some bass yeah. fishing, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. That's some elephant butte over there. I guess. I mean, yeah. You know, that's the unique thing about what we're trying to do and build. Um, not only Wild West uh, kayak series, but across the board we, we were introducing the the apex pro cup series this year and so that'll enable us the opportunity to branch out into those lakes that may not be well known but they are west coast or western lakes um and in doing so we showcase that and then eventually kayak follows and um you know shasta it didn't uh, used to have the traffic in the January and February months as it did until we were consistently drawing 150 plus boats there. I think our biggest boat count was 236 on a team derby. So um, when that started to take place, then other organizations took notice and then started planning and preparing for those in their own schedule. So um, I think if we can kind of set the standard and going to these places and, and learning and and letting our anglers get more versatile. And that's what it does. I mean, we plop them into an area up in Washington or Oregon, Idaho, Nevada. I mean, people are scared of Mojave when they hear it just because of the, uh, the wind gusts that go in there, but there's three and a half pound smallmouth average on that lake. So, and that's right, basically it's a river, but they have it dammed up. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. We just got to explore it and, uh, put on a good show and, and make sure that the, the anglers are going to love it once they experience it. Obviously the numbers are there. I've heard on multiple podcasts, uh, I think Bass Talk Live not long ago, they were talking about when they did have some elite series events out there, the attendance was off the charts to the weigh-ins. Mm -hmm. the, the excitement was, was, was crazy. Uh, it's just, like I said, tough to get out there. And before I get killed in the comments, I didn't mean those states between, uh, 
southeast <laughs> oh, and, and the west. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean they're a wasteland. <laughs> they're beautiful places to visit. Just they're not known for bass fishing meccas for between here and there. You know what I mean? So it's just that big gap between between anglers. <laughs> uh, so, so leave me alone. Leave me alone. Uh, but yeah, I think, like I said, your media coverage—that's something else. You're putting eyes on some of these places that maybe some people didn't hear about. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our hope. You know, John Allen. John Allen wants you to drink beer out of your trophy, Griffith, uh, so he can take you seriously. <laughs> oh, <man>. You <laughs> got a couple of chance, you got to use it, man. I've had that thought once or twice, but uh, I've kept it clean for now. <laughs> He's waiting for that camera to pop around the, the next day. Right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. There you go. Well, well, Jeremy, tell us a little bit about what's coming in, in 21. Uh, now that you guys have kind of learned from 2020 and are, are moving into 21. Oh, well, it's going to open wide up for us, hopefully cross our fingers and we don't have another uh, round of, of COVID, even though it is real, affects everybody differently. I'm very sympathetic to it. Uh, but our schedule um, is pretty strong again. And the time that we're going to these locations, even though it's similar to last year, um, they're, they're going to catch some great um, fish. So, uh, we're we're going to California Delta in April. Uh, we're going back to Barry. Uh, we did not get to go there with COVID last year, so we'll go to Barry on May second. Uh, everything willing to to open up there. Uh, Clear Lake in May twenty third, and then we'll go to Don Pedro on June thirteenth, and we'll have our championship at at Lake McClure. Um, so we the the unique thing that we're going to be doing this year and and. Tim Arthur has been instrumental in helping with this is the Clear Lake May event will be basically a weekend festival where we'll team up with uh, with the uh, the bass side um, to provide their only qualifier to go back east. So um, there's a lot of details there. Check check our website for more information to follow and hype built up on social media and such for that. Um, but that's going to be a, a really good event. We can hopefully blast it out with a big uh, turnout with um, crowds and and set up and that to really give the anglers the the hopes that we had for last year and going forward how how many uh folks from california you expect to to make that trek to the bass classic griffith if you qualify are you heading over oh yeah I yeah for sure yeah and is I wonder if that is that for the the that's not for this year's but for 2022's we don't know where that's going to be though yet. No, that's my understanding. Yes, correct. Yeah, we don't know. We we yet. won't know till till like a month before the classic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not sure that this year's is on Lewis. Jk, Jk, Jk. I hope that it's not uh, the time of year that it is. I hope they move that really. Uh, I mean, for the anglers, seriously. Maybe they'll move it to California. We fly out there and do something. Like there that. you go. Yeah. There you go. I'd be more likely to go than myself. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, right. they, uh, we should pretty strong. I'd like to. I'd like to put out a couple. We had some plans to do opens for kayak last year, um, given circumstances again. But I'd like to introduce that again and uh, get them up in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. Those places. There's there's a lot to offer on the the Columbia uh, River. So. It's you hear Columbia River, but there's there's the Snake River that feeds it, and there's all sorts of stuff going on in in between that. So there's there's really good smallmouth fishing right there. So explain the difference between your series and these opens you're talking about. 
So opens is uh, we wouldn't have a cap limit for the field. Um, we'd have unique sponsor opportunities and and uh, prizes that would be awarded. We'd have some unique twists and turns with uh, community support. Um, maybe give some anglers some incentive and opportunity for travel expenses to be paid and covered. And and uh, with our partners and supporting uh, cast that we can put on a bigger show. A lot of times the the towns get involved um, a little bit more because we're we're bringing in a, a, a different crowd. We don't have a, a membership for the opens. Um, there's a lot more lenience and it's come out, have fun, basically a weekend of, of just downright fishing, having fun and let it loose. Yeah, the more, the other, the other series is, is qualifying and, and more on that serious level and, and following points and so on. So. Yeah. Much like needed. It. Yeah. Much needed. Uh, if you guys are in the crowd watching on either Facebook or YouTube, please shoot us some comments or questions you have for either one of these folks that took the time tonight. Uh, for some reason, some of the some of the avatars coming through, it doesn't show their name. It just says Facebook user and YouTube user. So I don't know what's going on with the software, but I'll still get your question across. That was happening anyway. on the uh, on the Hobie feed earlier. I I made a comment or I saw a couple comments. It just came up Facebook user. I think I think there's something going on in the in the World Wide Web tonight. It looks yeah, like. the web <laughs> the web is jacked up tonight. Everybody's got egghead profiles. Some of them look better, so that's okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Keith Martin. Oh, hey. Uh, so, you know, we've talked about sponsors and, and value to the anglers and value to the, the actual events themselves. Um, what kind of value did the sponsors you pull in? Did they really ex experience what the kayak side of things could bring? Did, were they impressed with the, the value they got back for supporting that? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, the unique thing, I'm glad we're touching on this topic. For, for kayak this year, you know, we've got uh, Bridgeford Foods that came in. To, uh, to support us. They're out of uh, Illinois. They do have locations in uh, in LA and, and a few other various areas across the states, but uh, that's a big non-endemic for us. It brings opportunity um, in full force for, for our kayak guys. Anytime you bring in a non-endemic, it, it really strengthens the backbone of the series. Um, so that we have, uh, we have Garmin um, on with us this year and Garmin's huge opportunity with the technology that everybody knows and basically you pick and choose where you want to plop that fish from anymore with the panoptics and what's going on there so um <laughs> we're, we're pretty happy about that uh amanda and rich have been really uh, key to work with and and uh you know it's going to be another one with power pole we've, we've got them back again um, we have a new sunglass company, another non-endemic, and that's Torch Eyewear um, with Lewis over there at Torch. So we're happy for that. Um, you know, it just goes across the board. And and we did have, a, you know, every year you have a few little changes here and there, but uh, it, it provides us a, a pretty strong opportunity to supply our, our anglers with more incentives and co contingencies. And that's what we're we build on a lot of continues. Every time I try to do a program or a deal um, with a partner, we try to attach a contingency because it's all about sales at the end of the day, advertising and sales for our sponsors. So, um, for instance, with Garmin this year, they're going to be providing an additional $500 at the championship for anyone first place out of the, out of the uh, it could be the winner or down the field that has got a Garmin unit. So, 
uh, we're, we're happy about that. So lots of different things that can come about there and, and we're not done yet. We've got a lot of media coverage, a lot of new um, writers that have come on board that'll help promote the anglers. They should be expecting, you know, phone calls to really build their brand and their platform. So when they go out there, then they become a, a national well-known name when they get back into your guys's world. So, yeah. Griffith, have you seen that trickle down to, to yourself or, or the anglers, you know, having that exposure to be able to leverage that for uh, support for yourself? Um, not so much necessarily uh, for building my personal brand. Of course, you know, this building a network of the anglers that are out here. It certainly uh, helped with that. Getting my name out here. Uh, the sponsorships isn't quite something that I've started to pursue yet. Uh, you know, definitely open to that idea, but uh the sponsorships that Wild West had last year uh, certainly made it uh, just better for me. I, I know I think I won one of the, the Yak Attack prize packs at, at the end of one of the tournaments, and that's just like a great thing that wasn't really expecting. Uh, and then, of course, with Headwaters uh, Kayak Shop sponsoring them, uh, you know, I got a free kayak out of that <laughs> for winning the TOC, so that definitely helped. And what, what kind of kayak did you get? What did they give away last year? Uh, the Slayer Max. Slayer Max. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Lambert knows a thing or two about that I'm boat. I'm familiar with that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed he said TOC. That means we got two TOC champs on the screen simultaneously. Pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Let's see. We got questions from the crowd. Oh, no, they're just talking smack to Ryan. Never mind. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's, yeah, never mind. everybody's favorite hobby. Yeah, they're they're, they're t- giving Ryan hell about his lack of electronic usage. It's that, that Michael Brickhead, the dude that posted the meme that started all this stuff. He, he's That's like right. fourteen years old out here talking talk trash to me. Is he the one with braces still? Boy, is that him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you mixing it up. Week. He's gonna be ready. We appreciate to roll. you mixing it up. Yeah, we appreciate him trying to mix it up a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man yeah but yeah you know if, if i'm looking forward to seeing the stuff you guys put out this year looking forward to seeing what you put on the pursuit channel because uh if the snow sticks around any longer that's all i'm gonna have to do i need this stuff to thaw out <laughs> yeah then you will be ready to come out west huh i know i've got to go southwest or something my man, wife ain't having it's, it it's pushing it on this one mm. yeah thanks john appreciate you brother <laughs> Uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap this up tonight? I know we've had you about 45 minutes or so. We don't want to keep you hostage out there on the on the west side. Uh, if, hey, just, just continue to follow up with us and follow our Facebook page. We do a lot of updates and content there. Um, if you want to, we're re- we've revamped the Wild West page. Um, we're also going to be creating a few unique things for our kayak anglers separately similar to what we're doing with the apex side so we want to make sure that it uh, becomes a, a working significant platform for them and uh you know all of our sponsors they take recognition into what is, transpires through the year they they do pay attention um, they do notice people and anglers by name um, we are very unique and knit with with our sponsors so it's very helpful in that regard so um for those that need help or would like to um, 
know more about what we're doing in the West Coast, all you do is just follow on there, and it'll be a great opportunity to learn that information. Yeah, Katie's throwing all the links in the comments as usual. Appreciate you, Katie. So, Always anything else, uh, Katie? Good yeah. job, good job. Griffith, anything else you want to get out before we uh, wrap this thing up this evening, buddy? No, I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, keep keep trying to support the West Coast anglers. We got a lot of good anglers out here that I'm sure would love the opportunity to <laughs> interview and be on the podcast. So, uh, much appreciated. Yeah, for sure. We've had a few on, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a few more. We try to keep up with it out there. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for the opportunity, gentlemen. Yes, sir. For sure. Uh, well, we'll be looking forward to watching the wild west trail and we'll be looking forward okay. to watching this weekend with Ryan on bots bar, man. Well, I'll say, you know, Clifton asked a question on Katie earlier. Should he pick me or Jake Harson to fill his fantasy team? Clifton, I'll tell you, I have been in a lot more fantasies than Jake Harshman. So that should answer your question right there put me on the team let's go boom put you on the team good luck this weekend man and gentlemen <laughs> once again appreciate your time uh we're gonna wrap this thing up thank y'all for watching we're out of here tonight thank you so much guys all right jeremy appreciate you man so i had like a seven right. second delay 